You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, February 11th, and as we continue to work through this offseason, there's going to be a lot of questions. I'm going to approach one of the biggest ones as to why I think running back has to be a priority in this NFL draft. Not just looking at the position, but why they need that position. Then, we're going to dive into some comments said this week. First, Ike Taylor former Steeler and two-time Super Bowl champion who's been on this show, went on Team Z and had some comments about Ben. I'll talk about that. And then also, Bruce Arians had some interesting comments about the Steelers and his time and why he left. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that and what it all means. But we've got a fun show lined up for you either way. Remember, if you're listening to this show, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted, including Google Podcasts and Radio.com. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so really helps so and gets out the word. And if you do, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. With all that said, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, I know I said yesterday I was going to have Brooke Pryor on the show from ESPN. Unfortunately, we had some scheduling conflicts that came up. COVID has uh, caused a lot of changes in all of our lives and uh, moves schedules around and makes things difficult. But we've talked. We're going to have her on the show for Monday. So that'll be fun. Um, Looking forward to talking to Brooke Pryor. She's covering the Steelers with ESPN. She does a great job. Uh, I've talked to her before. She knows her stuff, so that'll be fun. But I wanted to get to you guys about some stuff that I know. And uh, as you know, I'm an NFL analyst. That's how I got into this business. That's how I write all the time. And I love to break down X's and O's, why a play went bad, why a play went well. So that's what we're going to look at here. Now, I, you know, I don't like to rehash too old stuff so i like to look back at the season and you know when you know grading players and assigning letter grades to players isn't what i'm all about what i am about is evaluating okay what were the plays where they delivered and brought value or the plays they didn't deliver and bring value and where could the team stand to make its biggest improvements now everyone agrees the running game has to change and to change the running game you need a better offensive line and you need better running backs. But one of the things that's been said over and over before is that if you get a great offensive line, it doesn't matter what running back you get. You just get a guy, they'll be able to get what yards in front of them. Thing is, I don't think the Steelers need that kind of a running back. I think they need a running back that's going to create. Because even if they invest into the offensive line next year, say they get a top offensive tackle, um, say they get a top center, uh, say they say they draft you know uh, the three offensive linemen in the first three rounds, and the offensive line is more athletic next year. They won't gel right away, but they'll be more athletic. There's still going to be plenty of times you need those running backs to do more than just hit the hole that's designed for them. You need running backs that can create on their own, make extra yardage, push the ball further, and create those type of plays that break open plays that break open games. Uh, we've seen other teams with those with those type of guys. Um, the Titans, Derrick Henry is the reason that that team is even competitive. Uh, he's a, he's a huge reason why they they almost got to the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, and uh, he's uh, you know, and you look at other teams that that really depend on. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They're a huge reason why the Browns were able to you know keep their keep their lead on the Steelers because they knew, hey, we got these two guys in the backfield. We're going to be able to run the ball, uh, and, and they don't just take what's there. They create on their own. So 
I wrote on Carter's Classroom, my weekly uh, Wednesday, sometimes Tuesday uh, analysis weekly feature for DKPittsburghSports.com. Also, if you're not subscribed to DKPittsburghSports.com, get on it. I cover Steelers and Pitt football and Pitt basketball for them. We also cover the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, uh, Penn State, Duquesne, and Robert Morris um, there. So lots of great stuff there. But my Carter's Classroom column is always is always uh, f- is always film analysis and breaking things down and, and looking at this and looking at that and um you know comparing and contrasting things and one one thing I wanted to paint with this is when looking at how the game how, how the games have been played last year uh, the running game is uh the the running game needs to, does need to improve but there were times as much flack as this Steelers offensive line got there were plenty of times where the holes were created the gaps were blocked and, and opened up and the Steelers running backs didn't do enough with that um i look at this and i you know i go to pro football focus for my hard stats I'm, i don't like their grades but i love their hard stats they have a great collection of uh, of all the different ways to count count what's going on in the NFL and balance things. And according to Pro Football Focus, James Conner averaged 2.87 yards after contact per attempt. Benny Snell averaged 2.44 yards after contact per attempt. That means for every, you know, if you look, take all their all their attempts, all their runs, that's how many that's how many yards on average that they would get after hitting their first defender, right? There are 63 running backs in the NFL, according to PFF, who had at least 75 rushing attempts last year. Of those 63, James Conner in this category of contact, of uh, yards after contact per attempt ranked 33rd in the NFL. Benny Snell, 55th. So these are guys literally in the second half of the, of the league. There are more than more than half of the league's running backs that that carry that, that carried the ball significantly did better in creating yards after contact than these guys that has to change you have to be able to beat one guy cuz oftentimes you know people want to say oh you offensive line you make it so that nobody's around oftentimes if, especially when you're playing good defenses it's go, it's often coming down to what you call an ISO. An ISO is when you usually get your running back lined up with one guy on defense and you trust that your running back can beat that one guy. And oftentimes you want to make sure in your game plan, hey, you know, like if you're playing the Buccaneers, you don't want that one guy to be Devin White or Levante David, which is why it's tough to beat that defense sometimes because both those linebackers are really tough. But you want it to be maybe a third linebacker, maybe a safety that's come up in the box. You want to find a way to get those type of mismatches for your running back. But the better your running back, the more likely of a chance that they'll beat even the, the team's best run defender in the box. I'm going to go over that film in the very next segment. we got a lot to talk about there. It's some really interesting stuff. And we're going to finalize my thoughts on this topic. But first, got to talk to you guys about our sponsors at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L O C K E D, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. And we're continuing here on the show. We're going to continue with my, some film work here. So I went through some some tape and I was breaking things down. And I saw just instance after instance where James Conner and Benny Snell just weren't able to beat their guys in the hole. And, and sometimes it came against some of the worst tacklers in the league. Mac Wilson, Browns linebacker in the Week 17 game. James Conner runs runs to a gap. Uh, it's only Mac Wilson there. If he if all he has to do is beat him and keep moving forward, and at least he'll get four or five yards. No, Mac Wilson doesn't get the tackle, but he spins him around enough so that James Conner is down uh, after you know with the, when the second person gets there. But if James Conner beats him, he at least makes positive yardage out of it. And Mac Wilson missed on 16% of his tackle attempts all season long. It's pretty doggone high. Um, and then uh, another guy that's not that wasn't good as ta- good at tackling in 220, a former Brown, Joe Schobert. Uh, he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 10 missed tackles on rushing plays in, in, in last season. That's sixth most of any defender in the NFL. And I was going through plays and James Conner running up the middle, one on one, isoed up. Uh, you know, Schobert put himself in the right position. But he just he easily just wraps up Connor and brings him down. And it's like Connor had a little bit of space to bounce it outside, could have done a few other things, and he just didn't. And he and he gets he gets only like a minimal amount of yards. Those are the plays where you need a running back to create, especially when we're we're talking about here is expanding the game for Ben Roethlisberger. You need the running game to take away the pressure on him to have to be the man all the time and throw the ball all the time. You need him to be able to feel like, you know what? I'm handing it off to this guy because I know he's a closer or I know he's going to get a big get big yards here. That's what they had with Le'Veon Bell. That's why the offense was so reliable. That's the last time this team won, won playoff games. The 2016-2017 NFL playoffs in in the in the the Dolphins game, the Steelers hit two big scores early to Antonio Brown, and then the rest of the game they just handed it off to Le'Veon Bell, and he finished the Dolphins off along with the defense creating some crazy turnovers. And then in the Chiefs game, the defense locks down the Chiefs for most of the game, and Le'Veon Bell gets 200 yards on the ground, but. Ben Roethlisberger in the passing game couldn't get the job done and even score a single touchdown. So it relied on James Harrison making a play at the end of the game to save the day, old man James Harrison. And it relied on Le'Veon Bell helping them grind the clock out when they had the lead. So, you know, they need running backs that can create on their own and do those types of things. Uh, and for those who are like, well, what about Benny Snell? Well, I, I go right to other another play with Benny Snell in the same situation, Joe Schobert in the hole. Uh, one-on-one, and Benny still even tries to run away from him, and it winds up in being a tackle for loss. And it's like, hey, just run through the guy. Beat him. Find a way to beat him in the hole. Don't run into more traffic. And uh, and then in the in the, the second Bengals game, another example for Benny Snell, it was just poor decision-making when he gets in the hole. He gets ends up getting tackled uh, by Josh Bynes of the Bengals, who, who like Schobert, missed 10 tackles on rushing plays, uh, the sixth worst, uh, sixth most in the NFL last year. These are bad tackling linebackers putting, putting big hits on Steelers running backs at the point of attack you need to be able to beat those guys uh and and you know and I, and I say this in all seriousness Le'Veon Bell beat those guys 
You know, uh, you know, you need guys that are going to be able to create extra yardage. And I know not everybody can be exactly Le'Veon Bell, but you need a running back that can play at that level. And that's why when you look at these guys, you don't want the Steelers to draft another, just another guy. You don't want the Steelers to just draft another, you know, another running back that's going to be like middle rounds. Okay, maybe he turns into something. No, you need them to draft somebody that's going to have an impact right now and carry you for the next four or five years. Because here's the thing, when you draft a running back in the first round or the second round, yeah, you're like, man, that's only going to last you but, uh, so, but so long. But here's what you've done. You've given Ben Roethlisberger, if, if he's staying here for another year, you now know that Ben has one more year and he has a primary running back that you can probably count on a lot more than you can count on a fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh round pick. And then on top of that, you have a guy, when a new guy comes in, there's going to be an established ground game. And again, I'm not saying don't draft out you know, an offensive lineman early. I'm saying keep your options open. But it needs to be first or second round that this uh, that this running back is coming, unless they have some amazing tape and amazing you know insight on a player that's that's being slept on. But here's the thing: you miss on a, another sleeper because that's what they've done with James Conner and wait, waiting for the back end of the third round to, to draft James Conner, waiting for the fourth round to draft Benny Sell, waiting for the fifth round to Anthony get Anthony McFarland, and all those years. Uh, and, and again, that's only like three years. And and when James Conner was drafted, they thought they'd have Le'Veon Bell. Um, but in doing that these these last few years, they've taken those flyers. This needs to not be a flyer anymore. This needs to be a legit move for the future. So before we go through our next segment, I want to actually talk. You know, start off talking about about some of the comments we've seen by former Steelers in the media. Now, this first to- comment comment comes from Ike Taylor, which. I think kind of feeds off of what I'm saying about why the Steelers need to emphasize the run game. And uh, Ike Taylor went on TMZ and uh, spoke with them about, you know, the past few seasons he's been seeing Roethlisberger slowing down. And he says that's even worse for him because he's never been fast. Uh, but he says that part of what's happening happening is, uh, you know, the Steelers, you know, they're, they're getting set back a bit by Ben's lack of mobility and saying that Ben needs to, um, he's, he's got to find a way to change himself. And I don't think he's saying to become, you know, this extremely mobile quarterback, but he's got to figure something else out. And that's part of why I'm saying the Steelers need to emphasize getting the run game going, because if they can, a pro style running game, old school, it will make it so that his mobility isn't that much of a factor against him. Um, but, uh, you know, but when when Ike Taylor, some of his comments, uh, you know, I'll read, reading right from these quotes, he says, "I think if uh, if Seven or Ben Roethlisberger wants to come back, he's got to really hone in on the offense off off season and get some of his mobility back." Uh, he, you know, he said, "In the NFL, unless you've got an offensive line like Tom Brady's, you can't be a pocket quarterback. They're becoming extinct right now." Um, and he said, Seven's got to change. Big Ben has, has to tell the offensive coordinator that we need to run the ball." Seven wants Super Bowls with a good defense and having a good running game. Seven needs to go to Matt, tell Matt Canada, hey, bro, we've got to establish a run game. And that, that's my bottom line here. Ben Roethlisberger has to take the ball out of his own hands. And, and part of that is also taking the salary out of his own hands, which is why we've been talking about pay cuts for so long. But Ike Taylor's absolutely right. Steelers need Ben Roethlisberger to kind of not be a game manager per se, but have a more be the person who leads and says, you know what? Hey guys, I know that you've that that I've wanted you know star receivers. You got me those guys. It didn't work out. Let's invest in the run game and let's invest in our playbook, being more invested in the run game. And 
I think Ike's right. You know, I saw some people, th th you know, think that, oh, how dare you betray Ben like this? I didn't see this as a betrayal of Ben. Just an acknowledgement. Like, yeah, he he's different. And he wants to see Ben succeed. He thinks that Ben's a Hall of Famer, which he is. So I, I didn't think there was anything wrong about this, in the you know, at, at all. But I, I look at this and I, and I, I say this and I, I see this and I'm like, this is this is right. I think this is where the, the organization is also thinking as well. Uh, so I, I thought Ike made some very good points in this segment and it goes back to why I'm emphasizing you need a running back who's going to create because you can't just have an average quarterback and do this because I know where some people are like well what about all these teams that didn't need supreme running backs that made the Super Bowl well okay go look at those quarterbacks you know the the, the Chiefs uh, even though they went and got Clyde Edwards Hilaire this this year they tried rocking they, they, they can try rocking without without a superstar because they've got Patrick Mahomes the Buccaneers, they went and signed Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones was one of the, the higher running backs in the league. But and I know people are like, oh well, those guys didn't pay a whole lot of money for. Um, but you know, still, you had Tom Brady. You have these quarterbacks that can offset those things. The Steelers don't have that right now. Even when it was really prime Ben, prime Ben, I think always needed a ground game to balance things. And I think that's a huge part of what has to move forward. And I also think that it would show a lot of maturity if Ben can sit down with the team and be like, yo, do this, if he can understand this. And that maturity may be what helps Ben Roethlisberger finish his career and improve his legacy the most. Because who cares if he doesn't lead the league in passing or even come in the top 20 in passing if his team wins the Super Bowl? You think Peyton Manning cared when he retired like that? No. I think that Ben Roethlisberger would much prefer to win that way. And he's shown that that willing to grow that that willingness to grow before, and he's grown before. And there's a reason why I'm ending this segment on that note because Bruce Arians talked about some stuff with the Steelers in the past, uh, you know. And he's a Super Bowl champion. He gets to talk a lot of stuff, but he said some things that I was like, mm, that don't add up, Bruce. What was he saying? Find out after this. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. All capital letters, all one words. To get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. So let's keep rolling here. What did Bruce Arians say is the question. Now, this is all post-Super Bowl. He... Uh, um, you know, he had been, he had been talking about different things and, uh, he said an interesting comment into the Los Angeles times and it was reported 
and it said he said about you know talking about loyalty to his his players. You can see this on Aditi Kinkabwala's uh, Twitter. She's an NFL reporter for NFL Network, um, and she tweeted out uh, she tweeted out this this little bit here uh, on his loyalty to his players. Quote: I've been accused that 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 that, that is a fault. Uh, talking Bruce Arians saying that he's been accused for his loyalty being a fault. He said, I got fired in Pittsburgh because I was too loyal to loyal to Ben Roethlisberger. If that's a problem, you've got the problem. I don't got, I don't have a problem. I get very close with my quarterbacks. My dad taught me one thing. You have your name and your loyalty. And those are the most important things you have. Something tells me his dad didn't use that exact phrase. And it's something along the lines of what Tony Montana says in Scarface. But Bruce Arians knew to clean that up. Anyways, um, I get being loyal. I mean, and if you remember, if you if you remember Steelers talk around that time, the talk of the town was Bruce Arians was chased out of town, and that the Steelers had to get rid of him. And that's the thing. Every every year it was it was oh the the, the Steelers offense it, they all they do is wide receiver screens and and Ben Roethlisberger is getting hit too much and we need we need to find a way to. Um, to, to do better for Ben Roethlisberger and uh, and Bruce Arians is get the job done. So then Bruce took a boot, and um, and uh, you you saw that kind of uh, you know just just be a thing. And then Todd Haley came to Pittsburgh and things changed. And when Todd Haley came, it, supposedly Ben Roethlisberger didn't like it. Um, and and he, they, you know the two didn't speak the first time they saw each other. Trust me, there was a whole a whole bunch of stuff about that. Um, but. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not all the way buying this this notion that Bruce Arians was let go because he was quote unquote too loyal to Ben Roethlisberger. And to that I say, hogwash, poppycock, flimflam, balderdash, nonsense. That's not even a fancy enough word, but you get my point. There's no way. Come on, Bruce. You just won a Super Bowl. What do you what do you have to gain by saying, "Oh, you were too loyal to Ben Roethlisberger"? The Steelers got rid of you because you probably wouldn't conform the offense to make Ben a safer quarterback. In the five seasons that Bruce Arians was the team's offensive coordinator from 2007 to 2011, Ben Roethlisberger was sacked 215 times. In the oh, let me test my math skills here. I believe it's nine nine seasons. Um, yes, nine seasons since then. Now, granted, one of those seasons Ben only played two games, so technically it's eight. They've allowed him to be sacked 190 92 times. So in those five seasons, he was sacked more than the following eight, and that's crazy. But that's why they've tried to save him. Check this out, because, you know, you put all those numbers together, like, what does that mean? In 2007, Ben got sacked 47 times. In 2008, 46. In 2009, 50 times. In 2010, 32. That's more of a reasonable year. But in 2011, it went back up to 40. So in four of Bruce Arians' five years with the team, Ben Roethlisberger was getting sacked 40 or more times. Sometimes, most In three of the five seasons, it was 46 or more times. There was only one se- there's been only one season since that Ben Roethlisberger has gotten sacked 40 times or more, and that was 2013 when the team was in a rough spot. But I, I look at this and I, I see, like, look, 
the obvious answer here is that they had to get him out of there to protect Ben Roethlisberger and to elongate his career. If Ben had kept those numbers up, he would have been out of the league. Heck, I, I remember when I was in law school, I was talking with my boys about, you know, about football and stuff, and they were like, Chris, he's not even going to be in the league much longer. And that was 2011. 2012. God, I'm old. I remember talking to my boys and thinking like, like they're, they're like, man, he can't keep taking them hits. If he does, he'll be done. He'll be done by 2014. And there was talk that that might actually happen. But what spun it around was Todd Haley's offense, which got the ball out of his hands a little earlier, taught him to see the field a little bit better. Because what Ben was was for his for, from from his rookie year to 2000, I'd say 12ish, like right around when Todd Haley got there. I, I'd say about 2014 is when Todd Haley's offense really sunk in for him. But what Ben Roethlisberger was, was a gunslinger, a guy who didn't necessarily see the field too well, but because he had he, he had his mobility and his size and a cannon arm, he could make things work. And he's a tough-as-nails quarterback, but he needed to be a smarter quarterback if the Steelers were going to have him for much longer. And Todd Haley and the offense, they did that. They got him to, to play much longer. That's why we're talking about him playing in 2020. If you would ask somebody in 2010 if Ben Roethlisberger would still be playing by now, they'd be like, man, well, he had to do something to avoid getting hit. And for a comparison, even with Randy Feigner, in 2018, he was sacked 24 times. In 2020, he was sacked 13 times, the fewest in the league. That's why Bruce Arians had to go. And it was not about being too loyal to Ben Roethlisberger. That to me is like, man, like, let it go. Like, you know, no one wishes you ill in Pittsburgh anymore. Ben's your friend. Ben's your guy. Like, you guys still hang out. You weren't being too loyal to it. The team said, hey, protect him a little bit better. And I think Bruce didn't want, Ben didn't think that's what needed to happen. Ben always lived, lived and died by being the double-edged sword. And Bruce and Bruce was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do what he wants." And the team was like, "No, we don't want that. We don't. We want him to live." <laughs> and again, now it seems like he's coming after the Steelers, and it's like, man, like, geez. You again, you just won your first Super Bowl since you were with the Steelers. There's no reason to do all that. And I mean, and but that's one thing that I think that Bruce Arians does like Tomlin does. He gets close with his players. He believes in his players. He trusts his players. But sometimes you got to be the hard voice and go against your players. And be like, look, you may think this, but I know this. At Tomlin and Haley, they helped Ben Roethlisberger keep his career going. Now, I do think part of it was what they haven't been able to do with Ben Roethlisberger is get him to completely see the field all the time because they've drawn up the plays for him to succeed. And he's, he's really not the last time he was a catalyst in a, in a, in a, in a playoff game that was a win for the Steelers. I mean, it's been a while <laughs> and I'm not talking 2016 being a while. I'm talking about like maybe 2010. If we're being realistic here, but again, I, I think the Steelers, they had to do it to keep it because they knew that they wanted to keep Ben Roethlisberger as a franchise quarterback for the next decade. And they did that. They just didn't win a Super Bowl while doing so. But then again, who uh, who else has gone through similar struggles like that? Have the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, the Saints with Drew Brees. <laughs> I mean, there's a long list there. I mean, really, the only quarterback who's you know kept doing it was Tom Brady. 
And again, he went to he had to go to a whole new team and set up a whole new shop and bring all these different players with him to make that to make that run that they just did. So I don't know about y'all. I feel like Bruce is a little full of it. But hey, when you win the Super Bowl, you could talk that talk. Because you walk the walk in your own rights and you did that thing. But it still doesn't make you right about what you're saying about what happened way back when. That's just my take. Let me know. You think I'm crazy? You think I'm wrong? Let me know. I'm on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. You know me. I'm the host here, Chris Carter. You can also join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. We are over 1,200 Steelers fans strong. Um, Join the group today by searching Locked On Steelers on Facebook. Ask to join the group. We'll add you as soon as possible. And when you do, uh, you can talk with all of our other fans that are in in the group. Um, And thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We'll have Jenna Harner from Channel 11 on with us tomorrow to talk more about the Steelers and finish off your week here uh looking at everything here just want to remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast we're on apple spotify stitcher uh google podcast radio.com anywhere podcasts are hosted also if you want to help out the show leave a five-star review with a positive comment doing so really uh gets the word about what we're doing there and you will get a shout out at the end of the show if you do leave your five-star review with a positive comment on apple podcast thanks so much again for listening back in the ears tomorrow with john Harner.